0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program. It's always an honor and pleasure to be with you. We're in our 19th or 20th year here on Voice America. And the purpose of the program is really to bring you the best in positive living and positive thinking, and and really help you live the best kind of life. Uh, my guest today is Wendy Adlerstein, and for more than 20 years, she's had experience in working with seniors, and uh, she basically owns First Light Home Care of West Suburban Boston, and she's built a reputation for outstanding quality of care and service um, for seniors. And it's really wonderful to have you with us, Wendy. Thank, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. And I know that you also um, have a, a license in social work and in gerontology, and you're a member of the Aging Life Care Association. So you're really there to help seniors as much as you can. So tell us... Um, You know, right now with COVID and so many things going on, and although this show is evergreen and people may listen in two or three years, we are going through a pandemic in the beginning of 2021. We've been in through this almost a year. So a lot of people right now are at home working remotely and seniors are more at risk in terms of health. So um, in terms of, you know, a trend for seniors to age in place, people who are in place right now are staying there, correct? Talk about what's happening now at this time with seniors in terms of living at home?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, it's it's definitely, as it's impacting all of us, it's impacting seniors and, and choices that are being made as people are aging and deciding uh, what they want to do, where they want to live. Um, I think for people who want to stay at home, um, there are definitely, you know, options to be able to do that. Uh, assisted livings and, um, and continuing care retirement communities. They're doing everything they can, um, to keep people safe. Uh, it's been an evolving, um, sort of time from when this all started in March. I think we've all learned a lot about COVID and the impacts and how we can all protect ourselves and protect the seniors that we're helping. So, um, it, it, it's you know. There's just uh, there's lots still options. Uh, lots of options still out there, um, and staying at home is certainly one of them. Um, if you need help or or want to make that choice
1: to do that. Yeah, which is which is great. I think um, you know the trend, and and more and more seniors, people 60, 60 plus, really want to stay at home. I think the question is. Um, finding the right care. So talk about how you help people find the right care. So
2: um, with our agency at at First Light Home Care, um, we specifically focus on sending care into the homes. Um, So if somebody uh, is sort of in need of a little extra support to be safe uh, we are able to provide caregivers. Um, the caregivers are actual employees of ours that we um, vet, and uh, and we're all about making the match. Um, we're all about uh, figuring out with the family and um, the person who might need a little help uh, what... What kind of help that is, uh, what the schedule is, um, and putting that together. So for us, it's about finding that right person um, to be able to provide the care. Um, so that that's our focus at our agency. Um, and if if home isn't the right place, then we we try to guide them uh, to to what might be a good option other than that.
1: Right. What are the considerations that? Um that senior, what do you think are the issues that they're facing right now? What are you seeing more and more of with seniors who need some outside assistance?
2: Um, well, I think that some of the biggest issues, uh, usually there, there's some, there are some basic ones to really look at. One is um, safety around fall risk. Um, we see a lot of people who, uh, are not able to easily necessarily get up, you know, out of a chair on their own or um, safely walk on their own to get to the bathroom or just get around the house. Um, so fall risk is huge. Um, the other needs that we see often are when somebody's having um, some cognitive decline, uh, memory issues, um, quite often we, we get people who, you know, might just need a little bit of reminders uh, either to get their day started or um, to get through the day, you know, with some of the things like med reminders and meal preparation and things like that. Um, so it's really uh, sometimes, you know, it's hard. People People don't always want to accept the help. Um, and families are involved a lot of the time to try and help people accept it, um, or at least, you know, start the conversations around um, maybe having a little extra help.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talk about sort of the interplay with um, with family members it can be a little tricky, right, when you know, when seniors need help, and now we have the child, the adult children involved. Talk about mm-hmm. that. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think uh, you know, families, family dynamics are are tough, and sometimes, um, you know, for anyone, it's not always easy. Uh, some some people look at this as kind of a role reversal. Um, you have a parent who has always been in more of a, a caring role for their, you know, uh child and then now the child is really looking out for the parent. And it is hard to to kind of do that switch and I think um that in itself can be challenging. Um and that's I think, you know, very case by case. Um Depends on the person or the family and how they you know personally kind of their own relationships and their own dynamics but we you know we see a lot of um, different scenarios and um, and it can be hard sometimes to to really um, you know for people to to manage that Um And then, of course, you have certain scenarios where siblings may have differing opinions on things, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's another whole issue of um, trying to navigate, uh, you know, one sibling might think something should be done for mom or dad, and another might think another way. Um, So that's another piece of the family dynamics.
1: Mm. Yeah, That, 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 that often happens. Um, How do you feel, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, what changes have you seen? Have you seen changes in the last five years or ten years in the needs that you see older adults have?
2: Yeah, so I definitely, I think um, there's been a shift um, over the years one of the biggest things is that people are living longer. Um, so, you know, due to modern medicine and some of the knowledge that's out there around some of these uh, chronic diseases, um, you know, people can really live longer um, and manage that and manage those issues in different ways Um People are more frail, but I think they get more frail at a later age. So um, we have clients who are in their late 90s um, who are just starting to maybe need a little bit of help. Um, And, you know, it's great to see that people are being able to, you know, have a longer, more enjoyable life um, and then, you know, Living this way with just a little bit of help uh, once they just start to get into their 90s. So we're seeing more of that. Um, and um, and that, that that's a big shift from the past, I think you know, over these last years that I've been doing this, more living longer and um, you know just having more issues, but later in life.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think what I want to talk about in our next segment is going to be sort of what are your tips for people mm-hmm. as they get older in terms of healthy aging. I mean, we're seeing it more and more. People are living longer and longer. And I've, I've been reading some recent statistics that people younger, you know, our Gen X or our millennials will live to 100 easily, where... Mm-hmm. um so, you know, it really is changing in the way we'll look at aging is going to change. So I think when we come back after the break, I'd like to talk about positive aging and also how we can reduce ageism, because that, that's a piece as well. The other thing I do want to talk about in this interview is what you look for in a caregiver and, you know, and the kind of quality of care. I think those things are very important. Um, if people want to find you, how do they find you, Wendy? Um, well, they can either call our main number at
2: 781 or um, they can look at our website, which is wsb.firstlighthomecare.com.
1: Okay. All right. And what you do is help to keep people in their home and also help them to find the right caregiver for them. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, and I know you are located on the East Coast. This is a global show, but you're mm-hmm. located in the East Coast. So, if folks have uh, you know relatives uh, on the East Coast, and particularly in the Boston area, this is um, would be a good opportunity. All right, we're going to take a quick break. My guest is Wendy Alderstein, and she is the owner and executive director at First Light Home Care of West Suburban Boston and the Boston Back Bay. And we'll be right back right after the break. right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Thank you.
3: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com
4: a brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio Mondays at 4 pm. Eastern Time and 1pm. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere.
3: Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Geraci Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Wendy Alderstein. We're talking about senior care. Wendy is the owner and executive director at First Light Home Care of West Suburban Boston and Back Bay, Boston. Her deep compassion and hard work has been evident since day one in early 2015 when First Light Home Care opened its doors. She has more than 20 years of experience in working with seniors. And, uh, she also has, she's, uh, has a, uh, license in social work and holds a certificate in gerontology as well. And welcome back. Welcome back, Wendy. I know Thank also you. that... That you are a certified dementia practitioner, so you really understand Alzheimer's and dementia. So we're going to talk about that too. So let's first okay. start with the first part, which is how mm-hmm. do seniors, as they get older, uh, do some preventive work and stay active and healthy? What would be your suggestions? So
2: there's more and more evidence uh, these days uh, that exercise and diet play a huge role in healthy aging um, and also socialization and um, staying connected in community and with people. So, I think that boils it down to just a few basics, but if you go right into it, you know, there's, there's a lot of information that says that exercise, um, is, is key to staying not only physically healthy, but mentally healthy. Um, and so, uh, by keeping up with that and also, uh, eating well, um, there's, Evidence around, um, you know, the Mediterranean diet and certain foods and staying away from other foods such as sugar um, and um, that kind of thing that that you can uh, that, that will benefit your health. Um, so right off the bat, those are some of the things that I think are important to think about when looking
1: at how to age well. Very sorry for that. Um, yes. I agree with you on that, and I think that that's, that's really an important thing. I think the other thing that's really important to look at, too, is not just the exercise, but also what you how you're eating. You know, what you're eating, and also breathing, right? Breathing and meditating and visualization right. and all of those relaxation techniques. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... I, there's
2: a lot of talk around mindfulness and, um, and doing those techniques that you just mentioned uh, with the um, meditation and being in the moment and really appreciating and, and having that um, gratitude every day. Uh, it, it, it goes a long way with um, healthy aging, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, um, and I think one of the things we are also going to talk about is not just healthy aging, but you know, you may feel healthy and still want some help with caregiving. You know, you may not be infirmed or you may not have an ailment, but you, know, you just need some help. So, what should people look for in terms of a good caregiver? So, I think there's a, a few things
2: um, and. You know, I, I think with a caregiver, it's sometimes it's it's a relationship. Um, it's something that becomes very uh, sort of intimate in the way that you're going to possibly see this person on a daily or regular basis. Um, they're going to come into your own your home, um, and they're going to be helping you with some of the things that you used to do, or maybe just need a little bit of extra help with um, on a regular basis. So there's There's an element there that you really need to understand and get to know each other um, and create a trust um, and that's those are the most successful caregiving relationships because the caregiver is then invested um, in helping the person too. Um, it's like any relationship the way that I see it it's a two way situation um, and that's number one um, you know. Our philosophy at First Light is you cannot train somebody to care. Um, it's either in what? you or it's not. It's, it's a part of you. Um, and so that's the first thing that we look for when we're hiring our caregivers is, you know, is this person passionate about caring for seniors? Do, you know, what motivates them? Why are they looking to do this kind of work? Uh, because if they don't have the compassion and the genuine care and nurturing personality that it takes, then right off the bat, we do not hire them. Um, that That's our number one. The rest of the things um, can be trained, you know, skills, how to help somebody with um, transfers or, or, you know... How to, how to shop for somebody with the groceries they like, you know, things like that. Uh, but when it comes to caring, you really you either have it or you don't for this type of work. Um, so I think, you know, when looking at caregivers and the people that we hire, those are the, the key things that really stand out that, um, to start the conversation. And then it's about making that match.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's the other thing, right? I mean, because this is an intimate relationship. Correct, Wendy. Right. I mean, this is right. you know, this is that relationship that you've really got to like that person because if you don't, you know, you're taking care of them, even if you're buying right. their groceries. It's still, you know, a yeah. very important piece. Absolutely, the trust and the connection. Um, so yeah, it, it's all it's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is really important. So, you know, in looking at, you know, positive aging and certainly seniors aging in place, what are some of the opportunities for seniors, you know, when they've retired? I know you're in the Boston area, but what are some of those opportunities for them to stay active? Yeah, well, I think...
2: um before covid there were probably it was a different landscape and hopefully we'll get back to that uh but i you know one of the things that i think is so wonderful that exists and um i know in massachusetts and i believe you know similarly across the country are um are I'm sorry, senior centers, um, you know, they have these places where people can go for socialization activities, um, exercise classes, and to connect with people. They have trips, you know, they offer um, day trips, sometimes they even go for weekend trips. Um, so, senior centers are a great resource. Um, right now with COVID, a lot of them are very limited in what they can do in person, but I know many of them are having a lot of online programs and um, ways to connect with people and different, you know, with seminars and uh, webinars and um, Zooms. So, they're they're still doing their thing with these senior centers and the way they do things. Um, right.
1: Right, but yeah, that's travel. changed a little bit, yeah. too, with COVID, right, in terms of how much activity. That's, a, that's another issue. Right. So, unfortunately,
2: COVID has really limited, I think, for all of us, really, where we can go, what we can do, who we can see. Um, so, it's a matter of finding those other alternative ways to meet up with people, stay active, um, go for walks with people in the outdoors. Um you know things that you can still get the benefits from, uh, but uh, maybe you know until things get a little more back to normal, the you know being a little more creative on those those activities using you know technology the way the way it can be used.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's really important. yeah. All right, so, I know one of the things I also wanted to talk about, we talked about caregiving and how important that is, but in terms of, and, and in our next segment, we'll talk more about the dementia piece, but um, talk more about how you came to uh, found First Light Home Care. How did you decide to put the agency together and you know, what was your decision making based on? Tell us a little bit yeah. about that background.
2: Sure. Well, my story um from that piece is, you know, my background as as you've mentioned is is always been working with with the elderly and um seniors and home care and um most of my career was actually in more of the um nonprofit sector in-home care um, and really working through many different types of programs as a social worker and and program management. Um, And I ended up making a little bit of a change and um, going into the private sector, and that's when I met um, Steve Stern, who is actually um, also one of the founders of our um, West Suburban Boston office. We are First Light Home Care is part of a franchise, so there are actually First Light Home Cares all across the country, um, and we all cover different areas. So our particular office covers the West Suburban Boston area and the Back Bay Downtown Boston area. Um, so that's a little bit about uh, sort of how our office came to be, um, and so as being part of a franchise, we. We have that um sort of national um backing of a lot of the similar values and um and you know the the first light uh way of doing things
1: so that made it easier for you too, right because you had kind of a template
2: yes, um it certainly helps uh to get you know uh, sort of have some of that in place, but at the same time um you know we have the autonomy to be our own, you know, uh, to put our own selves into it. Because this is a, care, a business of caring for people, um, it's not cookie cutter. So every, you know, each one is its own, brings its own people to it. Because um, this type of industry is all about people and relationships. Absolutely. And You know, and so, um, that's what, what's so great about it is that, you know, it's just, um, it's really been nice to be able to take my background and Steve's background and really build our office in the West Suburban area. Um, and so, uh, you know, and putting the care and the, uh, into it and, and really finding the people that, the caregivers that, that can demonstrate the kind of care that we want to be
1: providing for our clients. Well, yeah, and I think too the fact that you have the background, you know, that you yes. really, really can understand what the needs are on both sides. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, which is great.
2: I mean, I, I I love the fact that I could bring some of my business um, sort of interest with my social work and. Geriatric um, knowledge, you know, together—that's
1: uh, that's the part that I've just been really right. enjoying. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my guest is Wendy Adlerstein. And she is the owner and executive director of First Light Home Care uh, in Boston. And she has deep compassion and hard work. And she started um, the agency in 2015. She also, um, beside being a licensed in social work and gerontology, She also is certified as a dementia practitioner. So when we come back after the break, I want to spend some time talking about dementia, Alzheimer's, and, you know, how we can work with it, prevent it. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back.
3: on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens, Every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
1: And Wendy is an owner and executive director at First Light Home Care of West Suburban Boston and Bat Bay, Boston. This is a national company as well, and it is basically to help seniors have the right care inside their homes. And Wendy Adlerstein's deep compassion and hard work certainly has been evident. She has more than 20 of, ex- of experience in working with seniors. and she has a, uh, a degree in a license in social Work, a certificate in gerontology, and a certificate in dementia as a dementia <laughs> practitioner. Welcome back, Wendy. Thank you. All right, Thank let's you so talk much. about you're welcome. Let's talk about dementia. Okay. Let's talk about, yep. there's uh, there's a lot around it, and you know, if you read the books, they'll tell you that, you know, in our country after, at, 80, at the age of 85 plus, you have 50% chance of getting dementia, but it doesn't have to be that way. So let's talk about it, or your experience, yeah. and how we can prevent it, what we can do.
2: Yes. So it you know, dementia is certainly not uh, something that Goes hand in hand with aging. Um, and I, we touched on it a little bit, uh, in the earlier part of the show where there are some things that, you know, we can do proactively now to, um, to improve our brain health and to help prevent, um, dementia. And I think it's great, you know, all this research, although they haven't found a cure yet for Alzheimer's, um, you know, I think that there's a lot that has been figured out in terms of these preventative measures, um, which, you know, can help people. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about exercise, and um, and general exercise is key. I think that... Uh, even the basics, you know, just doing 30 minutes a day, um, whether it's w- uh, walking or um, some other form of exercise with a class, yoga, those types of things, um, that is really important for the brain. Um, there's also uh, activities where they've learned that if you learn something new, like retraining your brain, it's a it's called neuroplasticity. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um yeah, and so you you know, if you do something such as like let's say you're a right handed person and you go you every day you brush your teeth using your right hand. Well if you start trying to brush your hand uh brush your teeth with your left hand, that might feel awkward, but that's actually stimulating your brain to create new neural pathways. Right. And that's an example of how you can stimulate your brain and really keep it healthy and keep that, those neural pathways continuing to um, form. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the more a, activities you can do like that, the better. Yeah.
1: What about um, brain-stimulating activities and exercises? You know, there are there are many. Sometimes there are there are actually things online where you are tested in different areas of the brain. So there'll be yeah. analytical exercises and things for different parts to see where you are. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that all of those things are great. I think if you can
2: get, um, you know, there are I think there are diff- different programs that you can find online and different games um, that are word, you know, word games, word puzzles. Um, those types of things are, you know, practicing and challenging your brain, um, you know, doing memory exercises, you know, where things maybe pop up and then you have to remember what was there, you know, those types of activities. Um, there's programs out there like Ageless Grace is a, is a program. I don't know if you've heard of that one. No, I haven't. um, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's usually done in a group, um, and sh- there's a, a trained person who's trained in ageless grace, and the person is basically getting people to do things. So there's a thought process behind it around play. Um, the thought is, you know, when you're a child. Um, and your brain is a uh, sponge; just developing, and it's developing all these neuro neuro pathways. Um, it's you know, and a lot of that is done when a child is playing. um, so you know, acting out different animals or doing things like that. So with this ageless grace program, there's a lot of thought around, um Getting as adults you know playing, so you know maybe um, listening to music and doing different activities, moving your arms, writing circles in the air with your with your hands so there 's all these different things which may sound silly, but there 's some proof around this in research that says that this actually can help your brain um, stay healthy um mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. that's a really big one. And yeah.
1: so, how do people just go on to this website? Um, I don't, yeah, I, you know,
2: I, I know that across the country there are different people who are getting, more and more people are getting trained in Ageless Grace. Um, and some of the senior centers, I think, get people, uh, you know, to come and do that as one of their activities. Um, so it's definitely something to look up. I, I bet if you Googled it, it would probably give you more information. And I know First Light, home care in general, um, is a big,
1: you know, advocate for it as well. Yeah. So what you're saying is, you know, and I've read a lot about this and talked about it, it's like a muscle. We've got to exercise the brain. Mm -hmm. We've got to keep Mm -hmm. it active. Otherwise, it will atrophy just like our muscles in our body will. Right. So. I mean, that's really what you're talking about. And also, I have, I have seen research that the best exercise for the brain is walking. Yes,
2: yes. It's, it's a great exercise for the brain. Um, being out there, moving around, um, you know, seeing different things,
1: getting the fresh air, all of that adds to keeping that brain muscle healthy. Yeah, because many, you know, and the thing I've and I've watched—it's so interesting. If you, I don't—I watch a lot of um, CBS Sunday Morning, sometimes 60 Minutes, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because many times people are profiled who are musicians or actors mm-hmm. or actresses in, you know, in, in the arts, and mm-hmm. they're older, and you know, yep. they were like big in, when they were 30 and 40 and 20, and now they're coming back in their 70s, just mm-hmm. as strong. Just as big albums, just, I mean, they look older, they've got gray hair, but their yep. work is just as good. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it's, it's really, um, it's true. I mean, to do stuff like that, your passion and how you, you know, it's with you. And so the more you keep yeah. doing it, the better, you know, you're keeping
1: yourself yeah. going. Yeah. Some, someone said that uh, one of the professions where people live the longest are conductors. Yeah. musical conductors, because they are constantly around that beautiful music, right, which is healing yeah. in itself, and then yeah. they're moving, and they're emotionally involved. So, right. yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, any tips that you would like to suggest for our listeners around keeping your brain healthy? Like a particular um, immediate tip. I would say take a walk around the block every day. That would be my tip. What would you say? Yeah. Well, I
2: would say um, maybe limit uh, even if you cut out one thing of sugar a day. Um, I know sugar is also linked to um, potential, um, you know, brain. Well, not eating sugar is for good for brain health. Um, so if you can cut a little bit out of your day from sugar,
1: that's a good thing. Absolutely, because that also debilitates you. Right. In terms of, yeah. you know, debilitating your energy. I mean, it's a quick right. rush, but and, it, and it's not great for the brain because it's a stimulant. But that also goes for caffeine, too. Correct. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I think caffeine is definitely on the list of things that may in excess probably is not a, a good thing, um, you know, necessarily. Um, so, yeah, I add that one, you know, to, to keep in moderation
1: for sure. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. All right. And also no smoking, right? That's another one that can uh, be a difficult one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think smoking for sure isn't good for your health. I know it's a very difficult habit to to quit, Um, but if you're able to quit, it's encouraged to do so. Um, It will help with a lot of, you know, the health
1: issues that can come with it. Right. I think when we come back after the break, what I'd like to talk about is how do you deal with relatives, family, friends who get dementia? How can you help them? How can you be a support? And also, Mm -hmm. if you are the caregiver yourself, I mean, even if you hire a caregiver, right, you're still somewhat a caregiver. How Mm -hmm. do you take care of yourself? So that's what I'd like to talk about next, you know, when we come back from the break. Yeah, so yep. let's do that next. And again, tell people how they can find you and your website. Sure. Um, so our, the, our office number at First Light Home Care in Boston
2: is uh, 781-559-0220. And our website is WSB, that's West Suburban Boston,
1: WSB.FirstLightHomeCare.com. Okay, good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, My guest today is Wendy Akersdain. She is an LSW licensed social worker, and she's the owner and executive director at First Light Home Care. Uh, She is very deeply compassionate about seniors. She has 20 years of experience working with seniors, and she holds a certificate in gerontology, social work, and also as a dementia practitioner. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And we will be right back.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Making Action Happen. Hosted by Sarah Blackhurst, the program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific
2: Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. mountain time on voice america variety
4: join chris epting every week for the moment chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet including authors artists and athletes and that's just the a-list these celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be listen for the moment with chris epting wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And my guest is Wendy
1: Adlerstein. She is the owner and executive director at First Light Home Care. And we're talking about positive aging. We're talking about perspectives on aging. We're talking about caregiving. And uh, Wendy is a licensed social worker. And she also uh, has a certificate in gerontology and also in dementia as a dementia practitioner. All right. So, um And her agency has 23 five-star client online reviews and testimonials. So there you go. All right. Welcome back, Wendy. Okay. So let's talk about the caregiver uh, in two ways. One, how do you, you know, everyone, almost everyone has been affected by dementia in some way, either by an older adult parent or a relative or a friend. How do you help? how, How can you help and be there for that? Friend or that loved one who has dementia, what's your advice
2: well i I think uh you know it's definitely a, a, a very sensitive subject because I think it's just so hard for somebody who's not only going through having some type of dementia but also for a family member who's caring for them um, but the biggest thing I think is listening and really just yes. being a sounding board and being able to really um You know, just let the person feel comfortable to vent or you know be just open up their feelings and talk about it. Um, that's probably right. the biggest advice to give anybody. Right.
1: And would another piece of advice be if they repeat themselves over and over, don't scold them for it. right, absolutely. I
2: mean, one of the things I think that's the hardest thing to do, recognize when somebody has dementia, uh you know it's not their fault it's a disease um right. and you know like any disease you you really just want to be sensitive to the fact that it's really not their fault this is something that's happening to them beyond their control so the, it it takes a lot of patience um and you know sensitivity but yeah definitely do never you never want to
1: make somebody feel bad or yell at them uh that's certainly not the way to go yeah it's interesting because my mother had dementia, and she was an identical twin, and my aunt had it also. My mother didn't have as, as strong a case as my aunt. My aunt did not recognize my cousin, her daughter, at all, where mm-hmm. my mother always recognized me, but my mother had more uh-huh. physical problems than my aunt, so my mother, you know, has some real issues, but um, my aunt actually died in her sleep. And, you know, she had dementia. Other than that, she was healthy, where my mother died from being ill, but she did have dementia. But it was mm. it was interesting how, you know, with the twins, that they both had it, but one had it more severely than the other. That's interesting. Yeah,
2: that is really interesting. I mean, I, I think um, what people don't always realize is, you know, dementia is sort of an umbrella term. Um, and within dementia, there's different causes or maybe even certain specific diseases that are causing the dementia. So while one person might have memory loss or dementia, Um, you know, based, it it could be something that's reversible. Sometimes people get it from something like a UTI or an infection or, or a medication that's not right. Um, that can be reversed. But you can also have dementia from a very specific disease like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or something like that. So, um, You know, it really is something that's unique to each person and how it affects each person. But it is very interesting about the fact that your description of the twins and
1: how, you know, different it was even with that. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. 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 It was very interesting. Um, Yeah. And it is. I think it is hard. I think it's hard for any of us adult children to all of a sudden you know, really not be able to talk or share with the parent. I mean, for me, honestly, she, my mother always recognized me. And that meant yeah. something to me. Where my cousin, right. you know, I mean, my aunt just didn't. And I remember I went to see my aunt before she passed. And she looked at me and said, gee, you look so familiar. And mm. so that was interesting that, you know, she just, that was the best she could do. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's... um. It's, it's it's sad, it's hard, it is hard, and
2: I, I think yes, I think for a family member uh watching somebody with dementia and trying to be there and still connect it's it's just it's, yeah. it's a process, it's a sad process that you kind of go through and you you know you get you have to just learn how to to manage it the best you can and to find still find ways. To connect with the person, it may be connecting with them in a different way than you used to connect with them, but still trying to help that person who has dementia live the best life that they can live. Um, so that, that's important to keep in mind, too.
1: Absolutely. Um, all right. How would you suggest that caregivers take care of themselves well,
2: that's the number one thing that we always say is if you're a family caregiver, um, you know, and you may be a spouse trying to care for someone or, or an adult child or niece or nephew or friend, um, you know, you really do have to care for yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of somebody else. You have to be at your ultimate best. Um, and it's very easy to become overwhelmed, exhausted, burnt out. Uh, you know, all of those um, things can happen if you don't take care of yourself. So making sure you you know you find ways to carve time out, um, a way you know to do something, whether it's just anything. <laughs> anything that you enjoy um, that helps you relax and and sort of step away from the caregiving
1: role is is an important thing to do. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. And then, and very helpful, very helpful, Wendy. So Mm -hmm. any closing thoughts for us? What would you like to leave our listeners with about positive aging, caregiving, um, you know, being older? uh, What would you say?
2: So, I, I think that, you know, it's important
1: to know we, you
2: know, we can't control everything in life. We know that, but we can try to do our best and, uh, you know, with the knowledge that we have. So, just trying to take even the smallest steps to, to do healthy aging, um, with some of the things we've talked about, nutrition, exercise, um, you know, keeping connected with people socially, Um, and, um, and then knowing that, you know, you know, you just have to manage day to day. If something's happening, you know, you, you have to manage it and deal with it and, um, just try to take the best care of yourself that you can. And the same Mm -hmm. goes for someone who's taking care of someone else,
1: just, um, you know, doing those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. So please, uh, tell us how people can find you before we close. Sure. So, um, our website is wsb.
2: It's westsuburbanboston.firstlighthomecare.com, uh, and our information is there, uh, all about First Light Home Care um, and our office that's located in Boston.
1: Thank you so much for being on the program, Wendy. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources, and like me there. Uh, If you'd like to be on my mailing list so you can see in my monthly newsletter who all my guests are, uh, write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. And if you're thinking of doing your own podcast, you have some great information. I've interviewed about 5,000 people, and I'd love to help you. So contact me. Uh, All right, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin.
0: Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.